This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good. Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm your host, Blair Angulo. Thanks for tuning in. It is Tuesday, August 17th, and we've got the return of high school football. I was out on the road this past weekend in the state of Utah, caught a couple games, was able to swing through a couple practices, and fall camps are obviously in full swing on college campuses across the country. Recruiting classes are beginning to take shape, and we have one of those big recruiting classes on deck here that we're going to discuss with Rusty Menzel. He's a recruiting analyst for 24-7 sports covering the Georgia Bulldogs and covering everything in the peach state for 24 seven sports. Rusty, how are we doing? Man, like you, we're, we're, uh, we're starting the season, uh, Wednesday here in Georgia. And, um, you know, I got a luncheon in Atlanta tomorrow and there'll be 14 teams there, head coach and a player. And there's games Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, and then, uh, Saturday in the Mercedes Benz in Atlanta, there'll be five games. 10 really good teams. Hoover coming over from the state of Alabama to play North Gwinnett. So really, truthfully, Blair, this is kind of the, the last few minutes before it, it gets rocking and rolling for me. It is beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful sound to hear. And, and obviously, we as a, as a network, we're mostly grounded uh, or, or maybe kept to being local right last year. So to be able to see a lot of prospects that maybe we didn't get a chance to see um, ha- has been fun. And, you know, on this show, what I wanted to discuss was was Georgia's class, which right now sits number five in the team recruiting rankings for the 2022 class. And I think right now, and I mentioned this off air, I feel like maybe we're sleeping on the class a little bit. You know, it's been taking shape. It has a 92 point something average, which is really good. It's it's higher yeah. than than kind of what we we would hope is 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 kind of the barometer for a class that only has 15 commitments. But for them to put together a top five class right now, obviously heading into the season, in what way do you feel like Georgia can continue to build on that? What are some areas of need heading into the season? Yeah, I think Georgia had a, a lot of momentum coming out of the spring. You look at Malachi Starks, a kid that's a five-star prospect out of Jefferson High School, elite track times, you know, a 10-500, 24-9 long jumps, kid six foot one, 200 pounds. They got him. Then they got Jalen Walker in a big head-to-head battle with Clemson, you know, out of out of North Carolina. His dad's a, a football coach there, college football coach, uh, one of the top inside linebackers in the country. And then and they and they got some momentum here late in July with Branson Robinson running back out of Mississippi that you know, um, he's very highly rated and, and, you know, no matter where you're looking at, he's a top five guy. Some having number one, some having three, some having six or seven, but he's in that, that talk for, for that guy. I, I think it for the Georgia fans, 
and and quite frankly, under Kirby Smart, covering him for this long, you know, they Georgia has won their fair share of those 50, what I call 50-50 battles. I mean, when it's two teams down, uh, Georgia's done a really good job of that. But, you know, for whatever reason, the last couple of, you know, probably six or eight weeks, they've lost a couple of those. Uh, Dalen Everett, young man out of IMG, Georgia got involved with that, with North Carolina as well. Uh, you know, so you look at Dayon Bowie, a kid they had committed to them at one time from South Georgia, uh, he commits to Texas A&M this weekend. So you look at Tyler Booker, offensive tackle out of IMG Academy, probably down to Alabama and Georgia. He chose Alabama. So I think when you look at Michael Williams, the kid is committed to USC. You know, I know for a fact that he was Georgia was in a really, really good spot with him at one time and visits opened up and he decided to push, put off some things. And, uh, you know, right now committed to USC, Georgia still recruiting him. We'll see Keon Sobs, another one that went to Clemson from IMG. So I think, for the Georgia perspective, you know, the outside looking in, Blair, they lost some momentum. Now, there's still a lot left. You know, my I stand over a three-foot putt, you know, golfing in the summer. My, my best friend goes, there's a lot of meat left on that bone, you know, and it kind of rattles me to, to make that putt. But, you know, if you want to say that about Georgia, you know, there's a lot of meat left on that bone for them in this class. And, and right now, you know, they're number five. They got a chance to – they could finish, you know, maybe three uh, if they hit some of these battles. They got some key battles coming down. Uh, down the stretch, you look at Kamari Wilson, uh, you know, very, very talented uh, defensive back out of IMG. You look at some guys like Luther Burden, who's been on their campus. Can Georgia flip him? A five-star wide receiver committed to Oklahoma. And, you know, there's a lot of guys left. Could Georgia possibly flip Mikael Williams? Who knows there uh, with that deal? So, Walter Nolan's a, a guy, a five-star prospect out of Tennessee. They're recruiting Travis Shaw. We're going to talk about him in a minute. I, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I kind of think that one's trending a little bit uh, in, the, uh, in another direction as we get closer to this decision. Yeah, it sounds like North Carolina right now trending on the crystal ball for Travis Shaw, one of the top defensive line prospects in the country, uh, set to announce and reveal his choice this coming weekend. We are joined by Rusty Mansell. He's a recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Mansell247. Now, Rusty, I think when it comes to the average that I mentioned earlier, Georgia is also in that top five, right? They, they are number four. Only Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson have higher per commit averages in, in terms of the, the quality of commitments that they're getting. And one of those high quality commitments is quarterback Gunnar Stockton. And I, I feel like He's a reason why maybe we're sleeping on, on Georgia a little bit because we didn't really get to see a lot of him this offseason. While we were seeing the likes of Quinn Ewers and Kate Klubnick and Walker Howard and many others at the Elite 11 Finals out in Los Angeles, Gunnar Stockton was really nowhere to be found in that offseason camp circuit. So, you know, a bit flying under the radar a bit, I would say, uh, from a national perspective. And I don't know if people are kind of realizing how talented he, he really is because, you know, from a recency bias, I think we've seen other quarterbacks a lot more than than he sure. than we have seen him. Where is he right now in his progression, his trajectory? What have you heard about Gunnar Stockton and and you know, kind of his his rise right now heading into his senior year? Gunnar is completely, completely absorbed with Raven County High School. This is a high school in the in the Northeast Georgia mountains. Um, never have won a state championship. This group of kids, it's a double-A school, um, which is a smaller school in, in Georgia, but still, you know, very, very, a lot of talents coming out of that classification. So it's not like it's, it's not the smallest classification, but he is, there's 22 seniors on this team. And that group, uh, Gunner's dad is defensive coordinator there, plays for Jabo Shaw, uh, former, former quarterback and college quarterback. And, you know, I think that 
you know, I talked to his dad, Rob, before the decision was made. And, you know, he, he was, uh, the lead 11 was something that was a goal of his. Uh, that's obviously a high level quarterback, but when you started looking at his schedule and he started looking at, you know, if I go there, I really only have a couple of days off because here's, here's what, here's what his dad told me that the thought process was. If you go out there and you spend that time and you come back and you got about four days with your family, well, Gunner starts football and he, the, the plan is not to stop in December until mid December. Then you have a week at Christmas. Then he leaves for Texas for the All American Bowl. And then he enrolls in Georgia the day after the game. So, really and truthfully, the way they looked at it, being at home, Gunner Stockton had about 12 or 13 days left where there wasn't something going on uh, football wise, competing wise, or something that, you know, he's going to do. I'll give you an example. Tuesday uh, in Atlanta, he will be at a Super 11 luncheon. So he'll drive two and a half hours with his coach, speak at a luncheon, get an award, go two and a half hours north and practice. Wednesday, he will come back down to Atlanta for the Atlanta Touchdown Club, and he will receive another award for an All-State quarterback. And then he will drive back to Rabin. And, oh, by the way, they play Jefferson, um, you know, one of the top teams in the country with five-star Malachi Starks on Friday night. So you see what's going on and how his schedule is so tight. It's a very tight family, and he's where he's supposed to be as a senior. For being selfish on my side, I was hoping everyone would get to see him, including you and all the national analysts, compete in the Elite 11. But on the other side, and after talking to his dad, I fully, as a parent, understand what's going on and know what's in front of him and know where his priorities are right now. And and obviously, if, if you're a Georgia fan, I think you kind of like to hear that, right? This sure. is a player yeah, yeah. who's committed to his process, who's committed yeah. to his team. And once he arrives in Athens, is going to be giving it all for, for that program and just focusing on that. So I, I think, you know, despite the fact that you didn't get to see him this summer at the Elite 11, didn't really kind of, you know, showcase his skills. Uh, he does have some of those priorities mm-hmm. in order. You mentioned something really early, interesting earlier that I wanted to go back on, and, and that was Georgia's ability to continue continue recruiting some players that are already committed. Now, last year, the circumstances were different. All right, no on-campus visits, no official visits, no in- in-home visits. I think that's where Kirby Smart and that staff were able to really close, and they're really able to make a push and make that in-person impression. Things are back to normal in, in that regard, right? We're going to be able to have official visits. Recruits are going to be able to go to games and be on the sidelines and experience the locker room and, and all that sort of stuff where the elite programs like Georgia are able to separate themselves a little bit more from maybe the other me- me- you know, middle of the pack programs. What kind of things do you feel like Georgia can capitalize on now that they will be able to host recruits and and have some of those visitors on campus to make that push towards a, another top five class? Something very, very calculated by Georgia. Very calculated. It didn't take long for me to figure out. They did bring in a lot of prospects and they had some huge weekends. But Georgia, and let me give you two examples. You take Michael Williams, who went to USC and obviously had a great visit, a great official visit there to L.A. When he came home, he committed, and you know, right now seems strong there. He went to Georgia, but it wasn't an official visit. So Georgia has that left. Dion Bowie, Smoke Bowie, who just committed to Texas A&M, he came up to Georgia, and he spent two or three days over different parts of the summer. He, he has an official visit left. So you look at Georgia – and if they're going to try to flip kids, 
they have some visits left, sort of say, where they'll get to have those three-day weekends, those Friday, Saturday, Sundays. And oh, by the way, Kirby Smart's been damn good in December. So, you know, not saying it's going to happen, but if you're looking for a little glimmer of hope as a Georgia fan with some of these kids that you may not have momentum with right now, there's still a little ace in the back pocket. And that is a lot of these kids have official visits left to Athens they didn't use this summer. Yeah, I think that's the one missing component that I, I think people are overlooking or we're forgetting about, right? When we're looking at the team rankings right now, Penn State, number one, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Alabama, the top four, followed by Georgia, LSU, A&M, Oklahoma, rounding out the top eight. Uh, but I, I think there is going to be a, a level of maneuvering and positioning from these coaching staffs to try to get that last visit or to, to try to, you know, follow up a visit from a, a really strong weekend or, you know, things like that that we didn't get a chance to do last year in the recruiting world. Uh, Rusty, before we let you go, I, I think the, obviously the topic right now when it comes to Georgia football is that of Eric Gilbert, who obviously is, is away from the team due to personal reasons. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think when you tie this into a recruiting pinpoint or perspective, you know, the thing I think about is coaches like to point at specific players. They like to point to specific performances. And when you don't have an Eric Gilbert on the field to showcase or to exemplify or to really pinpoint to recruits and say, hey, you can be that guy in our offense. Sure. Uh, I think there could be an effect there from a recruiting perspective when you look at Georgia's uh, appeal and when Georgia tries to get some of those premier pass catchers. If you know anything about Georgia football, the first thing you obviously think about is running backs. I mean, it's 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 been a long history there. Defensive is starting linebackers under Kirby Smart. I mean, they're really starting to pump those guys out, outside, inside backers. The defensive line group in at Georgia right now is 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 might be as deep as I've ever seen it. And they're the next two drafts, the Georgia Bulldogs on defensive line are going to be as good as it's ever have been. Not even close. Uh the, the two groups they have, the next two classes, but when you look at Georgia and you really take out A.J. Green, who these kids don't know A.J. Green, uh, maybe a little bit in the NFL, but certainly on the tail end of his time there. And Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? That, oh, yeah, they, yeah, they have no <laughs> that idea. we're talking about players that don't know really who A.J. Green oh, is. Oh, I'll guarantee you they don't. I, I, I remember, I mean, I, I stand in front of kids a lot and speak, and I'm telling you, if you get outside of a three- or four-year range, they don't. And, and, and it's, it's mind-boggling to me and you, but – these kids don't know A.J. Green. You know, they just don't. And Julio, for sure, because he's still playing, uh, you know, a high level and plays here in the South and those type of things. But what I'm getting at is Georgia needs some wide receivers. You know, they got Miko Harbin and some guys in the NFL. They got some guys that are doing some things. But if you can get a guy like Eric Gilbert who comes in as a five-star and he leaves as a first-round draft pick, it's a different deal. You got that sale now. Like, hey, we can do it on the edge too. We're going to throw the ball. Uh, they've had quarterbacks. They've had running backs. They've had tight ends. Certainly had a, a, a tremendous amount of offensive linemen through Sam Pittman. But uh, I'll say this about Eric, and it's a it's a it's a hot topic, and it's a is a lot of discussion. And I'll say this too: I always look at every situation as a parent. How would I want someone? to treat my child in a situation like this that has to do some type of reporting. And what I'm comfortable in saying is Eric Gilbert is working on Eric Gilbert. And, you know, he's, he's going through some things and, and uh, he is certainly seeking help. So that is, the, I, I'm confident in saying that it has zero to do with the suspension. Uh, I saw, you know, a rumor today where he's stepping away to spend time with his child. Eric Gilbert doesn't have a child. 
you know, there's things everywhere. So I'll caution people all that. Eric Gilbert, and I'm comfortable in saying that he is Eric Gilbert's working on Eric Gilbert, and he can come back to Georgia anytime that he is right and ready to play football. And I certainly at this point, as we tape this, I anticipate him playing at Georgia. Now, will it be anytime soon? I cannot answer that. But I know his mother, you know, obviously I broke that story when he came to Georgia. And I'll tell you this, she wanted him in Athens. She felt comfortable with that staff. She wanted him to be close to home. Uh, he's an hour away. So, you know, there's a lot of things going around. But right now, I'm, I'm, you know, I think people need to understand this young man is working on himself as a human being. And, and that's, that's, that's pretty much all you need to know, I think, on that subject. But as far as football player, if and when he does come back, if, if he comes out and is a player that I think he, I've always thought he is, I mean, that would be invaluable for Georgia to say, listen, you know, we can, we can take a, a big wide receiver, big tight end, and we can make a, you know, a first rounder out of this kid. Speaking of first-rounders and speaking of invaluable, Rusty Menzel, thank you so much for joining us. Delivering the goods as always, Rusty. Thanks, Blair. All right, that is Rusty Menzel. You can follow him on Twitter, at Menzel247, for all your Georgia needs over on Twitter as well as Dogs247. Remember, stay locked into 24-7 Sports for all the latest buzz and recruiting scoop on your favorite college football team. For Rusty Menzel, I am Blair Angulo. Thanks for listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.